0: Hi, I'm I, um, Isaiah, and we have this problem with Minecraft where we can't figure out how much time I should get on week school days.
1: Welcome back to Parent School with Polly Ely. She's an amazing marriage and family therapist from the Bay Area. I'm Rachel Templeton. I've worked with Polly, and I love her approach and her advice. She's really helped me to be a more relaxed and confident parent. Not every day is great, but it's helped a lot. And that's why I help her with this show. It's to bring her words of wisdom to more parents. So this show is a bit of a bonus episode with a taped conversation from our very first episode, which was how to talk to kids about online games. As a little background, what happened as we were taping that show and talking about all of the ways that parents struggle with limits, with games, my own son came to the studio from school and promptly started to pester me for my phone to play Minecraft. So I thought it was a great opportunity to ask Polly to step into the studio with my son and try to figure out what was this obsession with Minecraft and how could we manage his use of it so that we could all deal. So this show is a taped recording of that talk that Polly had with my son, who was then seven. And it just seems so relevant now to hear her get to the bottom of why these games have so much pull now that we're all home with our kids and the screens. And I don't know about you, but managing screen time during COVID has been a total challenge. Of course, this was recorded way before COVID. In the show, I'm stressing about my kids getting 30 minutes of screen time after school. Really ridiculous at this point. Of course, they're getting a lot more than that now. But I think this conversation is still really helpful. Here's Polly.
2: Overall, I think most parents are stuck in kind of a game of cat and mouse around tech use and are in a power struggle with their kids that kind of feels never ending. And I'm hoping that through this conversation and this series of podcasts we can find a way to turn the power struggle or the tug of war into a conversation that actually helps people grow closer and have there be more understanding and more flexibility and more co-authored agreements that we're working towards together as opposed to parents deciding something and children trying to buck the rules. So I'd love to introduce a new friend of mine, Rachel Tapleton who's a fellow parent and really intelligent podcast producer of this show. Hi.
1: Hi, Rachel. I wanted to hop in here because as you're talking about technology, this is such a personal, tough topic in our family. I have two boys, seven and four, and my older one in particular is so obsessed about Minecraft. He just came into the studio and I said, I have to get in there and talk to Polly. He came in, he's wearing a Minecraft shirt, He Mm. has four Minecraft books in his backpack. And the first thing he said when he saw me, and I haven't seen him all day, Mm. was, Hi, can I have your phone? Because he wants to play the game. He knows that on Friday he gets screen time. So I feel like the technology for us has been a slippery slope. And it's a cliff that we have fallen off of at this point. Mm. And our four-year-old is really into it now, too. He has a birthday coming up. And we asked him what theme he would like for his birthday. And he wants a Minecraft themed birthday, which is crazy to me for a five-year-old. Well, it's really captivated them. It has. And we've been a bit sloppy about putting some parameters on this. We tried to say there is no screen time during the school week, that the weekday is for working in our family and the weekends are for enjoyment. But we have had a lot of pushback. In large part, I think because we've made exceptions. When we're at a restaurant or a doctor's appointment, there are just times when we feel like we need a break from the crazy activity of two boys Mm -hmm. and we give them a screen. And so they just continuously ask for it during the week. Because every once in a while they get it. Every once in a while they get it. Mm -hmm. And it is really a strong pull. We've had cases of them waking up at five o'clock in the morning to ask to play. Mm -hmm. And we've had cases of them getting a hold of a screen in the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. And my husband and I came home from a party a couple of weeks ago. The four-year-old had gotten the iPad and was sitting in his bed at 1 a.m. playing Mm -hmm. playing a game. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of in trouble around this topic and can really use some help. So my son is here and I am hoping that you could help me model how to start the conversation with him around screen time. I hesitate to take it away completely because it's something that he really likes to play with his friends. Mm -hmm. He talks to his friends about it. He has a lot of social currency around this at, Mm. at school. It's a way to belong and connect. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids have their own language around it. I've had the question also: maybe I should play with him. Maybe I should learn how to play. It's, it's a something I should idea. be involved with. I love it. In addition, he plays with his brother, so it's something that they do together. So I'm mm-hmm. a little conflicted around this, as you mm-hmm. can see. I certainly have questions
2: coming up, but I'd be happy to ask right now if it makes sense to you. Sure. Do you have a sense of wanting to? adjust so that your family can have a little bit of this time throughout the week? or are you and your husband or partner feeling really strongly that it does not permeate the house during the week? Which is
1: your boundary around this? I mean, in all honesty, I get on my phone during the week <laughs> quite a bit. I think it's okay to give it to them after school for some very limited amount of time. Okay. I just don't really know how to incorporate that. You're doing a great job just starting here with me
2: and ultimately this would be a conversation you'd be having with your partner but it's really to decide what is essentially okay with us from a value standpoint like what's an amount of time that if I give it I can feel good giving it and I don't have to deliver it with a sense of guilt or you're doing something I don't approve of well, what is that amount and if it were like let's say a half an hour a day which didn't have them just sort of salivating to get to Friday, if that felt like the right amount to you, do you think that you and your partner would align on that? I think so. And it sounds like really just kind of the getting to Friday, almost he's not even able to acknowledge you or your presence, say hello to you or anything. He just kind of looks right past you to get to the phone or to get Mm -hmm. access to the screen. Is that right? That's
1: true. And then when I give it to them, they say, oh, I love you so much, mommy. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So there's a definite issue,
2: a barrier, or a boundary, if you will, that you can set up that when you are asking for technology, if you do, I'd like you to really practice being pleasant with me. I'd like you to say hello to me. If you feel comfortable, give me a hug or a hi or a look in my eyes and remember to greet me first. And then I'd like you to ask if it would be a good time for you to play, if that's what you want to do. Letting kids blow past the person in order to get to the substance, which is in this case technology, is a way of sort of reinforcing that people aren't first, that technology comes first. And what I'd really like people to consider is that people come first, that first we look at each other and first we say each other's names and we greet each other in a way that feels connecting to us. And then we move on. And if the kid can't do that yet, well, then he's not ready. That's kind of the gate that opens the door that gives access to the technology. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. A lot of this is about little boundaries and teaching them how to relate around getting access. Hey, is now a good time? I'd like to get on it, mom. What do you think? And giving them those words so that they are aware of how to make that connection with you is a huge gift to them. I'd recommend rehearsing it a lot of times with them, going through it again and again until they end on a good note. And then when they do end on a good note, let them know you really liked how they tried to connect with you first and then ask for what it was that they were wanting. Mm -hmm. So that's just one point. The other point that came up for me, Rachel, is just wondering about if you know about what I call the slot machine effect. And the slot machine effect is essentially a behaviorism principle, which is the occasional reward. If you imagine somebody sitting at a slot machine pulling on the kind of lever of a slot machine over and over and over again, the occasional jackpot is the single most reinforcing kind of reward that there is known to humans. My point in telling you that is that if you hold a boundary around whatever it is you're holding, like let's say it's we don't bring this to the table, like, that's your boundary. And then occasionally, let's say every 10th time, you get tired and you don't feel like holding the boundary. And all they have to do is beg for about five minutes or 10 or let's even say 20. And then you go, oh, fuck it. Just give them the thing. And that is the jackpot. That's the hundredth pull on the lever of that slot machine where they go, boom, I just got reinforced. If I push hard enough, I almost always get it or occasionally I do. And it's that occasional incentive that ultimately incentivized them to beg and beg and plead and push and push and push until you say yes. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it's incentivizing to me as a parent when I was realizing the power of the occasional kind of boundary crossing the mm. occasional moment where I gave up, I was like, oh, now that I know that that's the single most reinforcing part of this transaction, I stopped doing it because I <laughs> I could see myself in the equation of why we were kind of sliding down a slope was because I was occasionally rewarding and going against a boundary I had set. And then P.S. I'd get mad at them for it. Right. <laughs> Do you know anything about that?
1: No, not at all. <laughs> it's all their fault.
2: I'd love to talk to your son. Okay. You were kind of describing a little bit of a, you know, maybe a puzzle or a problem that you're having around Minecraft time. Um, Yes. Can you tell me about it? So, we agreed
0: on 30 minutes on school days and one hour on weekends, but now my mom's saying that we can't have any screen time on school days. But when I add that up, I have to have seven hours and 30 minutes on weekends. And you say, no, you can't be just playing on the iPad the whole day on weekends. And it, so, like,
2: that's basically the problem there. So let me see if I'm getting this right. At one time, she said 30 minutes a day was okay. 30 minutes on school days on and, school a, and days. an hour on weekends. And an hour a day on weekends. Mm-hmm. And then she changed her mind. Is that true or no? She changed her mind to no minutes no on minutes. school
0: days. So when I add the school days up, if my math's correct, I should have seven hours
2: and 30 minutes on weekends. So in your brain, you're thinking, well, if I don't use the time during the week, I'd like to be able to use it all on the weekend. Yeah. Is that right?
0: Yes, correct.
2: Okay. So did you suggest that to your mom and say, well, am I allowed to have all the time on the weekends? Well, I gave her choice all the
0: time on the weekends or 30 minutes on school days and an hour on weekends. But she's just like, no for both. She's like, I'm like, what do I do? And she's like, an hour on weekends and nine minutes on school days. But if we took that screen time and tried to add it to all the rest of the week, that would mean I would be getting less than 15 minutes
2: on school days. Hmm. Mm. Sounds like it's kind of hard to understand what your mom is really saying yes to. Is mm-hmm. that true? Yes. Okay. Have you told her that you feel confused about the way this is going? Um. Yes. You have. And how did she answer back to you? Um, I forget. Can't remember? Mm-hmm. Well, can I ask you a little bit about what you would want? Maybe I could pretend like I'm your mom a little bit and I could just um, have a conversation with you.
0: I think like the best way is 30 minutes on school days and an hour on weekends.
2: Oh, that sounds pretty reasonable. Was there ever a time where you did have 30 minutes a day during the school days? Um, yes. And did you try it? Yes. And, and it worked out perfectly. But oh, Tell like, me about well, that. What was perfect about it for you?
0: We could like use it on different times and it was just pretty good. But when she, like, changed her mind, like, it kind of, like, called the whole
2: thing off. Oh, that put a big halt to something that felt like it was working pretty well for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're wanting to go back to the way it was, which um, is 30 minutes a day during the week and an hour a day on the weekend. Yes, correct. What do you think she would say if you asked her for that? Like, if you said, Mom, could we go back to the way it was? Um, I did, but she's like, you can't. She's like, but you can't have
0: any screen time School is, But I'm like, then I have to have seven hours and 30 minutes on weekends. And she's like, you can't be playing all day. So like, what
2: do mm, I do? Yeah, that's tricky. I think Mm -hmm. your math brain is kind of tripping you up here because you're adding all the time from the week and you're trying to put it all in on the weekend. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like she's not really very comfortable with that many hours in a row on the weekend. Do you think? Mm -hmm. It sounds like in not being able to get it during the week, it actually is making you kind of want to beg and badger her for more time. Mm-hmm. Is that true? Um, yes. Do you feel like your behavior and you're polite with her when you do get a half an hour during the week? Um, yes. You are? Mm-hmm. How do you do that? Do you ask, hey mom, can I have my time now? Um, yeah. Yeah? And do you ever feel kind of crazy after you're done, like, or turning it off? Does that no. ever make you feel kind of like, "Ooh, that's so hard and I... Um,
0: no, but my brother
2: is. He has a hard border. time turning yeah. it off. Yeah. I wonder if maybe asking if you guys could go back to the old way that it was mm-hmm. would work.
0: I know I did ask her, but she said that I can't have time on school days.
2: Interesting. And do you know why? Did you ask her why? Um, No. Hmm. That'd be kind of an interesting question to find out. Have you ever wondered if your mom would enjoy playing Minecraft? with you um well i did
0: ask her but she's just like not really into the idea because she said that i need to do something else and just play minecraft but my dad is actually going to try it but my dad's going to try it and and i'm actually making a house in minecraft for him
2: oh how sweet you're really thinking about what it's going to be like when your dad gets to join you there in Mm -hmm. minecraft world Mm -hmm. huh Mm -hmm. and what would you think about having your mom join you there too sometimes would Pretty you good? Yeah. Would you be willing to teach her a thing or two, or show her around inside that world? Mm-hmm. Be kind of neat. Maybe she would feel less afraid of it and more like you guys were having some special time together.
0: Yeah, and you can rename like your characters. Like I could rename my character Isaiah, and you Aww. could rename her character Mom or something. Oh, that would
2: be really cool. So, quick question. Mm-hmm. When you come home from school, are you that kind of kid who's like? It's so hard to think about anything except for Minecraft, and you've got to get to it right away because you've just been waiting all day. Or are you somebody who, like, hmm, oh, you can do it a little later? Um, I can do it a little later. You can? Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel really antsy to get to Minecraft after school? Um, sometimes. But sometimes. You, but usually not. But usually not. hmm Do you remember to say hi to your mom before you ask about Minecraft? Yes. You do every time? not every time. Not every time. Do you want to know a secret, Isaiah? What? Well, some things help moms feel a lot more friendly to kids and oftentimes make them want to say yes more. Want me to tell you a little secret about this? Mm -hmm. If you say, hi, mom, it's nice to see you. And you just wait a little bit before you ask for Minecraft. Moms sometimes say yes more of the time. Mm -hmm. Would you tell me a little bit about... Why you like Minecraft so much and what it's like for you? Um, I like it because,
0: one, you can battle. And for the next reason, that you can
2: like build super cool mansions. Wow. So you can actually create buildings? Mm-hmm. Wow. And who do you battle when you battle? You can battle your
0: friends or you can battle automatic moms like creepers, zombies,
2: and winter skeleton and much more. Wow. So it's really kind of exciting, and it's creative for you. Is your favorite part the battling, or is it the creating the big mansions?
0: Um, I kind of like battling maybe a little more. Yeah, why? Well, for one... I like battling. Like, the reason I don't like creative mode is because, like, there's no point of just building. I kind of like, like, attacking stuff. In creative, like, hard or easy mode, uh-huh. I just want to make sure because, like, you can't die. Like, there's mobs to fight, but, like, you can't die, so you can't have, like, any fair fights. But, like, but, like if you go, like, actual survival, like, you can have a fair fight. Mm. You can whisk guy and you can fall from high heights and die. Mm. Stiff can shoot,
2: floating and arrows, take away a heart. Sounds like it helps you feel powerful. Mm-hmm. Can I ask you another question about it? What? Do you like playing it with your friends or alone? Well it depends. Like if I wanna like actually fight like, a real
0: person, then like the best thing is to like fight with your friends if like sometimes you just wanna like, fight some mob and stuff. Mm. Then like I'll just play alone.
2: Okay, so what's your preference?
0: I don't know, me battling my friends.
2: When they're next to you, like sitting next to you playing? Um, it doesn't really matter if they're sitting next to me. It anything. doesn't? Okay. Wow, that's really neat. So you can battle them even if they're not sitting next to you. hmm Oh, because yeah, all you have to be
0: is in the same world and on the same Internet connection. That's wow. Then that's all you have to do to get in someone else's world. And you can see that they're there. Uh huh. Yeah, you can see
2: their character moving along, building stuff. And do you always only play with your friends, or do you play with other characters you don't know too?
0: Well, in the Minecraft mini games or Minecraft maps, you're sometimes playing alone, but you're usually playing against other players that you don't know that are actually playing the game. Hmm. Like like twenty people in like one like Minecraft
2: battle mini game. Oh, okay. Really neat. I'm so grateful Uh that you're explaining this to me, Isaiah. I think a lot of parents don't remember to ask these kinds of questions and maybe they just say no without really understanding how much fun it is for you, what it feels like to play. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Do you feel like you and your mom can talk about Minecraft even when you're not playing? Can you describe some of the characters and do you think she'd like to listen about that? Well, she never really cares about it, though. She doesn't hasn't shown you yet. Mm-mm. I see. If she did show that she was interested and cared, do you think you'd like talk with her about it? Eh, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And can I ask you another question about it? Do You ever get so hungry for Minecraft that you like want to sneak something or find that iPad and get on it without anybody knowing? Um. No. But there was
0: one time where my brother snuck and got the iPad in the middle of the night. Wow! And then it's like one o'clock, my dad comes home, and like Seb, he's been playing on the mini iPad for like hours, just playing some
2: games. Oh my gosh, that's
0: way past what you guys are allowed to do, I think. Yeah. Wow. Like he basically had enough screen, he probably had enough screen time there for like nearly a week. Sounds about right. Yeah, what happened? Did your mom and dad get upset? Well, they kind of got upset. And they said that if my brother does that again, there's going to be a big consequence.
2: So your mom and dad got upset, and they said there's a consequence? Yes. What are the consequences when something like that happens in your house?
0: They just said there's a
2: consequence. They didn't say what the consequence is going to be. Oh, I see. So on a day like that, if someone said, oh, you didn't follow the rules around this, and they said, tomorrow we probably won't have any time on Minecraft because of that, do you think that would be a right kind of... Eh, yeah, okay. It's been really nice to talk with you today. I'm so glad you've explained to me some of your life and your problem around this. I think one thing you and I can teach together, we can teach parents a little bit about how to talk to their kids about the games that they love and maybe even play with them sometimes. Do you think that would be a cool way to change the world? Mm, I guess. Maybe. But I've, but I've actually
0: never seen... Like, I see my kids play, but I have, like never seen an adult and a kid play in the same world together. I've never seen that.
2: What would that be like? Maybe kind of fun. Yeah, I think kind of fun. That's a world I'd like to see happen for you. You're really good at being on a radio show. Thanks so much for talking to me today. Let's check in with your mom, okay? Okay. Yeah. So that was really interesting. Yeah, thanks, Rachel, for sharing your son with me and, and also for just standing by and listening and letting it go wherever it
1: went. How was that for you, by the way? He has this all figured out. And I have been struggling with it so hard for so long. And it's been just something that has been driving me and my husband crazy. But we never really thought to ask him, like, what feels right? And what do you really need? And why do you like this game so much? I thought that I was being a good parent by putting all these restrictions on him without really engaging him in the conversation. So it's the conversation piece and the kind of learning about what mattered to him and
2: what felt important to him that you hadn't yet kind of
1: plugged into? Yes. I I just sitting here having that thought that, you know, I'm so scared of the games because I don't understand them. I grew up with technology, but it has changed so fast Mm -hmm. since I had kids and these games weren't around when I was his age. You know, the games are really not the enemy. I had this thought that it's the lack of connection around it. That is really what needs to be, you know, fought. I need to connect with him Mm -hmm. before I can just pull the plug on the games, which are important to him. That feels so exciting to hear, just
2: to understand that Actually, some structure and boundaries can exist, but really inside the context of a a deeper connection that you have and maybe a way that you can even share this with him that goes well beyond anything you've considered before. The inspiration that came from my conversation with Isaiah was I had this image of you sitting down to play with him in a regular way, even if it was just 15 minutes out of the 30 that, let's say, he may be able to have on a weekday, which... Feels, you know, frankly, like a fairly moderate amount. If he, in fact, can manage his behavior before and after, and he was self reporting accurately, I can just imagine you sort of getting into his world with him and you actually cultivating a potential real connection and relationship inside of that world where he gets to feel understood and known and gotten by his mom. And what an experience I can imagine that to be for a young person to feel gotten, just deeply gotten what gives him joy and what feels exciting. And and then even when we're not playing, it's a lightning rod for conversation. And this was a real breakthrough moment for me with my son when I realized rather than being a barrier to those games, I could be a conduit between him and the game. Like it was a relationship conduit. And I could say, you know, what's going on with that character? Where are they right now? How have you developed them? I had questions that I could ask because I had context for the game. So challenge. What would you think about playing with him? You know, even if it's just a couple times a week, just diving into
1: that world. I'll give it a try. Yeah? Yeah. And what
2: motivates you about it?
1: Well, if it excites him and makes him feel connected to me. And um, I mean, that's motivation enough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. I hand you that
2: challenge with tons of um, excitement to hear about what goes on for you and maybe you were to let go fully for 15 minutes. I just imagine that to be kind of a fun ride for you too.
1: Thanks, Polly. Thank you, Rachel. Thanks again for listening to the Parent School Podcast. That was Polly Ely. You can find out more about Polly's practice at thelabmethod.com. That's L-A-B method.com. You can also visit the Parent School Podcast to see our previous episodes. You can also leave us a question either by email or by a little recording. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear what you think of the show. And if you have any parts of your parenting journey that you're getting stuck with and you want Polly to address in a future episode. Thanks for listening and take care.